with Apostle Baker J. Baker, who happens to be a doctor in psychology. I was so excited about our last week's program where Apostle Cal just shared out of, just uh, released out of, it wasn't sharing, it was greater than that. When he, uh, that what he imparted in to those that have ears to hear. And we still are going to talk about this gender thing because if we don't get this part right, you and I, you will never, ever uh, uh, walk in the kingdom of God and be one of those manifested sons of God. So Apostle Calvin, welcome. Well, praise to God. Program, to our program here, the Tell It Like praise It God, Is. I feel like I need to get paid. Glory to God. Oh, you are. You are. You are. You are. You are. This is payment. You get to hang out with your sister. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> uh, praise God. Yeah, we're going at it. I mean, last week I, I, I got excited because we got we to gotta understand, I think, uh, Apostle Baker, that we're in a new culture and the kingdom of God has, has come, has advented into the earth realm. Yes. And because of that, we got to change our language and we got to stop telling people that we're in a place and we still talk like we're in the old place. Okay. We got to stop that. That's a lack of discipline on our, on our behalf. And here's another thing. We're afraid to make changes that, and then we don't understand how will ask us why you made the change the change we ought to be able to tell them hey That's because right. we're in a we're in a we're kingdom citizens now we have a dual citizenship and you you did well for america you learned everything america needed where you're failing at is you don't know how to be a citizen of the kingdom on earth and you need to be quiet and quit asking questions that have no answer to excuse your lack of diligence wanting to know where you are now, you need to ask questions that are relevant to your journey. And we're, we're, where, I, where I'm at with, my, with, with our church here in San Jose, I'm a no-nonsense guy. You're either with me or you're against me. That's it. I hear what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I'm bringing line upon line. Now, if you're not ready for that, let me know. I can break it down to pablum. I can put you back on the bottle. But we're so late in the journey. Earth is in such a dark place. Everybody needs to be accelerated, at least to wanting to know the truth. May you know I ask I'm you? I need to ask you a question so that you can talk about this. We talk about the culture of the kingdom, the culture language of the kingdom. Yes. But yet, we still choose to use the language of the Christian Christianity, the language of uh, the world, which is what Christianity is, because God never called us Christians, never, never, ever. Okay, and that was what they were called. They were called that, and so then they called That's themselves right. that, and they, they they did that. That was a big error, but we we seem to to want to do that. But when you talk about when we talk about utilizing the culture of the kingdom, the language of the king, then what happens is we say people won't understand that. So, you know, in, in the tabernacle and in all of these things, what, uh, what, what seems to be happening is people talk about the tabernacle, 
they teach about the tabernacle, but they are not. But uh, what about the life of the tabernacle? What about the life of this? And so I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to mute myself and let you uh, well, go. Let me go directly with that thought, because that I lived in Japan for seven years and I didn't know anything about the culture. I didn't know the language. I didn't know the food. I didn't know transportation systems. I didn't know anything at all. But after seven years, I could speak uh, Neonjin. I could speak and, and just write a little bit of kanji. So I learned, and, I, and I'm an expert in Japanese cuisine in terms of eating it. I can't, I can't cook it or anything, but I should tear it up. I know but, uh, you do, right? <laughs> you know if, you, if, you go, if you ever go to lunch or dinner with him, he's going to find a Japanese restaurant. So yes, I, I don't mess around. But what I what I did is I learned. Now, why is it so difficult when God sent the Holy Spirit, an ambassador of the culture, and to live inside of you and become your governor? And those of you that are led by him, why wouldn't he teach you the culture when that's the first thing he told you to seek? First, the kingdom and its righteousness. Now, you, you, what, what I'm saying is that you're going to have to be taught and you're going to have to come under people who know the culture. Uh, come on, you have to be uh, you have to be in an environment where you can learn the culture so that you can adopt the culture. And then you now you have dual citizenship because you can operate in an earthly culture, but you can also operate in the culture of your domain, which gives you a dominion to have dominion over your earthly culture see this is where we're messing up we're more understanding of the natural culture and we think that's going to give us dominion if we marketplace this no 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 when you come in understanding of the kingdom how it operates in the earth then that gives you a right to control the other cultures you don't need to understand see you need to understand that if you seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness then you end up in control of everything uh, because the God, this is this his world and it's everything belongs to him. But he's given us an assignment to learn the culture of the kingdom. That's why I pulled out of politics. I vote every for every candidate and for everything, but I don't get involved in it. In, in, in and listen to me, I'm going to say something. You might not like this, but I don't have to watch the news to find out what candidate to vote for. I go to Holy Spirit. I said, I said you search those men's hearts. And you know which one. So would you please reveal to me so I can cast my vote uh, in righteousness? Governor, Holy Spirit, please. I'm not going to get up into watch no debates. All them rascals are lying. You know they have never told the truth in one of those debates. So why would I look over there and try to judge which one is telling the truth when both those lips are lying? And you know I'm telling the truth about that. Not one of those rascals told the truth yet. And so I'm not going to put my, I'm going to go to the culture of kingdom and talk to the governor. Governor worship. He knows everything. He's not limited. He knows even the intent of their heart before they speak, whether they're going to lie or not. He knows everything. The deals they made under the table and everything else. So that's why I'm, I'm promoting that we learn and teach. I have all kinds of material to teach people the kingdom culture. If anybody wants any, just get a hold of uh, me on, on my website or my email or call me on the phone and i'll and people know that it'll be there that same day you asked me for it i'm gonna send it to you because it's important for you and i to be able to communicate when we talk and not you're talking uh a lower realm uh you know and i'm talking keenan we're not gonna be able to communicate 
But you know, one of the things of it is, is that I've sent things to people, given people information and you've done the same and whatever. And so people learn the talk they do just like they did through Christianese. They learn the talk, but they never actually allow that to operate in and through them. So what, 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 uh, and you were talking on our last program, you were talking last week about abiding. Yes. It takes more than, than rushing through something. We can rush through school. We can rush through classes. We can rush through information and we become top heavy because what happens is what happens is this is that we never get into that place of that holiness and this is one of the reasons that I stopped sending people things I started to find out where they were because what happens is many times people want this information they want this stuff so that they can prove just how much that they know and that's just a whole bunch of bullpucky it does not work so I I, I yeah. I'm grieved with that. Well, you know, if you, I, I teach the principle of insemination. It's the same thing when you, when I wanted children with my wife, I had to go in and commune with her in a very intimate way. Uh, and, and there was no rushing in and out of that to produce something that, that was in the mind I had of producing children. And God wants to produce sons and he, he's, he knows how to do it. And that's by abiding that he can inseminate his spirit in your soul realm. Because remember, the soul realm is where man fell. So where else would God put the seed in your soul so you can rise from your fall? You better hear what I just told you. And so once you abide in him, your soul yields to that abiding. And then when a yielded soul comes in the presence of God, he sows the seed of sonship in that soul. And now he's hidden his treasure in your earthen vessel. What's the treasure? The seed of his son that you got from abiding. And as that seed grows up in your Bethlehem, come on, and becomes your life, then you begin to become a man or a woman of that culture or that we now call a son. That's why the new creation begins to take form because you've never been a son of God before. You've never been a new creation before. You've always dressed with your mini skirts on and your breast style. You know how people are when they want you to see their endowments and men want you to see stuff. They do certain things so you can see and notice this beautiful body that I used to do that when my body, but since my body fell and it has not risen, I don't, I try to hide everything now. But at one time I was proud of every little thing I had. And, and so I had, you know, I, I, when I went to prison, I buffed all up my lips. I had muscles on my lips and everything. I've just buffed up. <laughs> Amen. But that was before I come into Christ. And oh, now, boy, you need to now, now stop it now. Listen, I'm building this guy on the inside and he's not being built up for public scrutiny. He's, he's being built up to manifest the life of the seed within me. So it's no longer I that liveth, but it's now Christ that liveth. And that's the transfer. That's where we're having trouble because the Bible says, if you try to save or live your life, you'll lose the life of Christ. That's what he's talking about. You're going to lose the life. Why? Because he said, I come to give you life. And we discover that life in the, in the tabernacle, in the most holy place where we abide. 
See, that's the whole purpose of the of the the last seventh piece of furniture or the last place was to find to come out of your cocoon. Because remember, if you come out the cocoon early, if that if that if that larva come out of that cocoon early, the air would kill it because it wasn't ready to come out and be revealed. By Christ, quit coming out and you ain't ready. I'm telling people, just because you have the gifts doesn't mean you're ready for ministry. You need to check with your father. If you have one, you need to have one. A father could be a, 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 a female father or, or whatever. In other words, there's no gender even in the father. Lima was one of, uh, she was about three feet tall. And when I heard, her, I said, God, I hear you. He said, yeah, that's my voice coming out of her. That's not no woman. And people that's calling right. her mama. I, right. I, never called, I never called her mama because she wasn't my mama. She represented the father. And some of us, we got to get our minds renewed to that. We're still keeping women. Anyway, I don't want to go there. I want to talk about what happens in the uh, Holy of Holies. There's a principle called the first and the last. The first becomes the last and the last become the first. Now, this is very important because whatever God does first, come on, with the first man, Adam, who was a, who was a, uh, a living soul. He wasn't a spirit. He was a, the Bible tells you what he was. He was a living soul who had a spirit. But he, and I hear people say, we're, we're a spirit that has a body. And and, 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 and and it has a soul. I would say to you, that's correct. We're all spirit that, that has a body. I, I agree with that. But the main you and the main me is spirit. We're a living spirit. Because the Bible says the second man, Adam, was a quickening spirit. Now watch this. You got to get this. You find this out in the Holy Holy. He was a quickening spirit. He did not come from Israel. He came from heaven. It is not a Jewish seed. It's the seed of the father. It's the blood of Christ. It's his father's blood. And that's the seed of him that we're born of. So I'm not born to be a Jew, and I don't have to act like a Jew. You understand what I'm saying? Because the seed first was the natural. Second will be the spirit. So whatever happened first, the reality of the first mention of anything will be played out in the spirit. So here we are. Now, I'm in the Holy of Holies now, and I've had this encounter with God. Suddenly, I see God shake the Ark of the Covenant. I, this happened. And so I said, well, what's, why are you shaking the Ark? I thought the kingdom couldn't be moved. He said, no, no, you're not hearing me. I'm going to move because... The first piece I revealed in the tabernacle was my ark. But but now it must be the last piece I reveal. So I got to take the ark out of the Holy of Holies and take it to the outer court. And I said, well, God, why would you do that? He said, because the last thing the church is going to see. He said, they, they just had a guy uh, yesterday, a doom and gloom prophet. He was just cursing America. He was doing America's judgment wrath. And, uh, he was going on at it, poor thing. Anyway, I'm not going to get off into it. But he didn't realize that the first thing God does is, is a result of the last thing he does. And the last thing God did was hang his son on the cross. And now the cross becomes the first thing. And the Ark of the Covenant 
comes out where the cross was and the cross goes to where the Ark of the Covenant was. And you say, why is he doing that? Because he wants to remind himself of what he did first so that he could do what he wants to do last. I want to I want to share you this right now. So what did I just say? Now that we're in the last day, God has to move the mercy seat to the outer court because the last thing he's going to reveal to the world is why Jesus died on the cross. What was that? To give mercy. He told us that mercy would follow us all the days of our lives. So what does he do? He brings mercy out of the secret place and brings it to the place where you live. So now everywhere you go now, listen to me, you've just been renewed in your mind. You got grace and mercy following you all the days of your life and your message changes from doom and wrath to grace and mercy. The message for the last day is not doom and gloom. It's grace and mercy. The Bible says what? It says, hey, come boldly to the throne of God in your time of need. What would be the greatest time of need? Tribulation, trials, fiery tarts, fiery this, fiery what? He said, okay, come. Where? To the mercy seat. Why are you going through them trials? Why your neighbors, why the homosexual, why everybody out here is being tried? I want you to be the only generation. I want you to be the people that's been transformed, that have the legal right to carry my grace and mercy in the last day. I want you to hear me. It's imperative that we be transformed. It's imperative that we re realize the culture of the kingdom. It's imperative that we abide because we, we have an assignment. No generation has ever had this assignment to carry the last day message of the kingdom of God in the earth. And that's grace and mercy instead of wrath and death and finality and, and, and penalty and punishment. What God is revealing to me is that if you abide, I'll take you out to the outer courts and reward you openly for what you did here secretly. And your reward will be grace and mercy from my throne to your granddaughters who are out there doing their thing and to everybody else's granddaughters doing their thing and to every lost soul. The last thing I'll do before anything happens to this planet, I'll flood this earth. I won't use water, but I will use mercy. And that's where we need, this is why we can't play church. This is why we can't say who's turned to preach and who's turned to do that. We can't do that. What we need to be seeking with all of our hearts is that we could be carriers of grace and mercy. And that's why this abiding and this transformation and all this stuff we preach and all the schools we go to and we get our DDs and divinities and we don't have this, we wasted our time. That's right. We wasted our what time. What does grace and mercy look like? You know, because we have, we, we have, um, I, I think, skewed a vision of what grace and mercy looks like. And so we have about 10 minutes or uh, nine minutes. Or like, uh, I tell you, grace and mercy, uh, it comes out in travail. It comes out in uh, kindness. It comes out in long suffering. One of the greatest examples of grace and mercy is the fruit of the spirit. 
you see, and we don't see a lot of that. See, we talk about the fruits of the spirit, but we're not interested in the fruits of the spirit. We're interested in the gifts of the spirit. And so many of us are experts on the gifts of the spirit, but not practitioners of his of, of the fruit. The fruit of the spirit is mercy, grace, kindness, meekness, gentleness. Uh huh. There's going to be a church that also love you enough to tell you the truth. You better get yourself right. You better get your hiney in order here. God's not playing with you. That's love. That's grace and mercy. But done, done from not a not from the law, not from legalism, but from God having you abiding with him. You also saw the other side of God, which is wrath. You also saw the other side of God where you know he don't play around. You also know that the spirit of reciprocity, the principles work in the church, which means whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So in your mercy, in your grace, you tell the truth in love. But not in truth and judgment. Not in truth trying to tear people down, but you tell the truth in love like Barry Cook does. You tell the truth in love like Jack Irvin does. You tell the truth in love like Dr. Baker does. See, what you learn is that if I really love you and I see you getting ready to fall off the cliff, I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to. I'm going to reach for you. But while I'm reaching, I'm going to say repent <laughs> for the kingdom of God is at hand. And that's what we we don't see that we see people sending people to hell. All the homosexuals are doing no. The, the homosexuals are probably going to be the first ones to get saved when grace and mercy is revealed to them. And, and all these other people who want to do these crazy things, they're candidates right now. With the love I have in my heart for a great move of God's grace and mercy in their camps, in their wherever you may find them whatever they may be doing. And even I've even I've seen pedophiles repent when I'm ministering. I've seen them come up and confess. Now watch this. Why would a pedophile, knowing this is legal, his son is in the meeting and there's two or 300 men there. I said, get up here now. And he runs up and says, I've been a pedophile all my life. My son don't even, he confesses and gets delivered. I guess the police was waiting outside. I don't know what they were doing, but at least <laughs> what I'm saying is that when the love of God is operating, <laughs> glory to God, because you got to pay for that, which you did now. Come on now. But what I'm saying is that God is such a God in this day. Let's not use him to get money. Let's not use him to get fame. Let's cry out with all of our hearts for the mercies of God for this generation. That's when God will get to pour out the blessings and everything upon us, when we stop, how would I say, will worshiping, worshiping our will and worshiping our ministry and worshiping our gifts and need the attention of men. Oh, you know, oh, oh, oh. come on. And I need, I, I, at times I find myself, I say, I wonder why they ain't asked me to, to do anything with my little pitiful self. And God says, because you ain't ready to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what. I remember when I was a prophet, I would go and I do all these meetings and I mean, I do them. Then all of a sudden, nobody would call. That's right. A month go by, nobody would call. I said, God, you know, I'm I'm down to peanut butter and jelly now, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm a full time minister, Lord. I need you to do something here. And he said, but but he wouldn't let me call people and, and ask for meetings. I never did that. Me either. So he says, well, I don't want you to speak until you have something to say. 
He said, I don't want you preaching your old messages. You got a book of messages and you pull them out. I don't want you to be that kind of preacher. I want you to have something fresh for me every time you go out. Yes. He would hold me in. And then the floodgates would open again. I go out and it'd be. And then when that was season was over, he shut that door again and make me go back to the cave. And that's called abiding. That's it. That's abiding. That's the kind of relationship. I'm not using myself as an example of anybody here gotten anything. That's not what I'm doing. But the picture I saw when the Ark of the Covenant went by the prayer altar, I heard a prayer from the prayer altar before the Ark got out to the outer court. And before the cross got to the holy of holy place. Now, remember, the cross is now in the presence of God and the presence of God is now out in the outer court. And as they passed by the prayer altar, this is what I heard. Mercy seven times. So the prayer language changes. The darker it gets, the more mercy we seek for. Why? The Bible says. That when sin abounds, that much more grace abounds. So our prayer life shifts to acquire the grace to cover the sin. You know, something interesting interesting about grace is that the grace of God is the thing, is, is, is the part of God that will mold you and change you. That's Go right. Mm-hmm. The grace of God is not used to keep messing up and slipping up. The grace of God empowers you to fulfill your assignment the way Christ would have fulfilled it had he been given the same assignment that you've been given. So grace is an enabling ability to do things that only kingdom people can do that have the kingdom grace. This is why he asks us to ask for it when we come to the throne. Because he doesn't want you to use your degrees. He doesn't want you to use your reputation. Jesus didn't make himself. He wants you to use his grace. He wants you to apply his mercy. So he doesn't. So he says, listen to me, New Testament church. You can't go out and get qualified for this. I qualified you when I died on the cross. Now, you can you have to have some skill and education levels for the secular world. But I ain't called you to do this secularly. I called you to be led by my spirit and all you're going to need to fulfill my assignment for your life is grace and mercy to help you represent your the kingdom of God and the sonship of God in a more accurate picture and presentation. And we got a lot of mingled stuff today. Apostle you know, Cal, guess what? You're going to start treating me nice? Oh gosh, no, no. Oh, okay. I thought no, something. Never, I, I'm yeah. kind. I, I, I do my I grace and mercy. A message might have got to you. I'm not sure. If it oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just going to be kind to you. And let, no, no, no. Um, in your dream, in your dreams, I'm practicing. I'm practicing for Apostle Eddie for Wednesday. So no, that's oh, not going to happen. Eddie, at, any rate, at any rate, uh, our time is up. And We're going to be back. I'm going to be back with Apostle Calvin Cook next week. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I want a contract. Uh, You got a contract with Apostle Calvin Cook next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. And next week we will actually get into 
the holy of holies and we will actually get to some of those things but oh, yeah. we'll be back yeah. next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way bye-bye and have a super week tell them goodbye happy fourth of july <laughs> <laughs>